about anthology shows from the 80s, the 90s, and even sometimes the early 2000s. Um, I'm sitting here with Johnny Jungles. I mean, Johnny Junk. Hello! There he is. And to my left, I've got the trashy, the trash fuck face bitch. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) What an intro. Yeah. Tommy Trash, what's up? Not much. Um, How's uh, your breast feel? Well, hold on. Who are you? Oh, oh, I'm no one. I am a mist. Stupid Uh, sniff. I'm an amorphous mist that crept under your door in the dead of night. And now I'm going up your nose like a fresh baked pie on grandma's windowsill. (laughs) Drawing you towards your phone or computer to listen to this episode. I'm the big sniff. Big sniff in the house. All <laughs> yeah. right. We got big sniff, Tommy Trash, Johnny Junk, sitting around the table doing the thing. What's up, guys? Not much. How are y'all doing? Not so good. Not so good. What's wrong? No, I'm, then, you know. Just life? It's my life. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not so good. I had my car stolen. You your, did? Yes. Your your van? Yep. Did you get it back yet? Nope. What the fuck? When did that happen? Uh, Three days ago. Holy shit. Why didn't you? Well, I guess... Why would you tell us? I'm telling you right now. Damn, that fucking sucks. I gotta drop these bombs in the air. Actually, Tom already knew about it. Wait, but... what about your security system? Oh, uh, well, it's a long story, but let's okay. just say uh, I didn't have a car battery because my battery had died, so didn't have it hooked up, Fuck. and then bought a new car battery, just made sure it fit yeah. without hooking it up, and then the very next that very oh night, it was stolen. So it, it had the battery not hooked up. No security system, and Jesus fucking Christ. you better believe I've been kicking myself and feeling like a, a total doofus. Do you have insurance? Uh, yes, I do have car okay, insurance. Well, that's a relief. And I just filed uh, the police report, so... Uh, hopefully I'm, you'll get it back. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, get this. Uh, the city of Oakland, they go, uh, if, you have your, if we find your car and it's somehow still drivable, uh, you got 30 minutes to come get it before we tow it, and you're going to be charged <laughs> for the towing, so and also... so nice of them. I know. I was like, how the fuck am I supposed <laughs> to get that in 30 minutes? You know, I, I have a, a, a lost story. My roommate stole my Snickers ice cream bar the other night. No, wow, totally not. the same. Yeah. And I went to the city of Berkeley, <laughs> and they said it was going to cost $600 to get the Snickers ice cream bar. To take it out of his butt? Yeah. <laughs> they said, go check the toilet, and if not, <laughs> if you see a, you know, a peanut floating in there, Did then Did you confront him? Yeah, he was, he, he's on pain medication right now. Is he going to replace it? Uh, it's okay. He's not going to replace it? He'll replace it eventually. I don't think he's going to Yeah, I don't know about all that. I think that's the I mean, I've been putting poison in his food all the time now. Oh, you're playing the long long con? Mm-hmm. I wonder why he needs the pain meds. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. He's bleeding internally. So, yeah, there you go. We're uh, we're not doing so hot, but... Uh, uh, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> Tom's doing good. Hey, uh, Tom, how about a little check-in for the listeners about what's going on with your kernel? Kernel's don't. great. You guys got to see it when I first got here. Yeah, we... Uh, so it, on it the looks last good, ep- I think. The last episode... I think it looks good, too. I uh, think it looks good, but it's definitely coming out sideways. No, it's not. No, if I moved around, it, it, if I just start spinning it, it looks it looks fine. But you know what? You should get on there like the uh, Buffalo Bill style little loop. A loop? No, I'm not. The, no, the loops catch. You're not a loop man. No, they catch. Trust me, I've had a loop the first time I got it done. Okay, I'm not I, a looper. I don't know. Nothing. I hated that movie. Oh, I love Looper. That was a great. I'm movie. Just kidding. I, I, it was a great movie. Oh, you're just saying that now that you were attacked. I was not attacked. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, let's do a quick little, uh, shout outs. Hey, uh, we want to say what's up to all the junkies, all the spookies, all the sniffies, and, uh, the eeries. Yeah. What's up, eeries? And, uh, 
all the moms, dads, Almedas. Yeah, we love everybody, all our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, anyone else uh, think of anything? Oh, my dead cat, uh, Osmo. How about that? Mm-hmm. Osmo, my dead cat. I had a cat, Cosmo, that died also. Hmm. Like 30 years ago. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they're related because they have the same name. They're both cats. They are, and they have four legs. Mm, and a tail. Don't or, like mice. Or love to eat mice. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't dislike the animals that I eat, but I do yeah. like eating them. Exactly. <laughs> you have a deep respect for the animal. Yeah. And <laughs> and at least cats, like, go out and kill the mouse themselves. Yeah. Unlike us savages who buy it from supermarkets. Oh, I kill mice myself. In fact, Coop kills mice himself as well. <laughs> I don't kill my cat. You cat, said you killed cat. five mice. No, I said I caught five mice. And what, you catch them and release them? Yeah. <laughs> I catch them. Like... I walk them to the park, uh... <laughs> Like two blocks away, and I let him out. You give them five <laughs> mice bucks and tell them to go catch the bus out of town. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't. I couldn't kill them. I don't have the. I don't have the gut. The the. Uh, you don't have the gumption. I don't have the gumption. Thank mm. you. That's what I was looking. Got to have gumption. Well, I don't think they deserve to die. They lived here before I did. You don't know that. They could have seen you move in and be like, "All right, easy target." Yeah, but now they're learning. This guy's got crumbs in his beard. This now guy smells like cheese. <laughs> yeah, but now they're getting caught left and right and getting. Uh, um, displaced, getting, getting got. They're getting got. Um, and let's do our uh, picks of the week before we get into it. Yeah, we always like to do this feature. If you guys are uh, not familiar with it, uh, you know it's technically still COVID, so we like to uh, check in every once in a while and uh, say what we've been up to recently, the things that have been getting us through it. And uh, Tom, you sound like you have one you wanted to uh, jump in there it's, with. It's ivermectin. <laughs> that's what Tom's pick of the week is? That's what he's using to get through the COVID. Is that how you say it? I keep I reading know. it. I have no idea how <laughs> I, how Iver, to pronounce that Ivermectin, word. Ivermectin? Ivermectin? They might be that. I don't know. What's your pick? Um, I just started reading a new Stephen King book. Oh, called, yeah. Called The Institution. Yes. It started a little slow. The first, like, 40 pages, I was kind of curious about it. And then um, just actually today on my lunch break, it's, it started ramping up a bit. So it's it's pretty good so far. Are you reading it on your phone or like a hard copy? Hard copy. That's yeah. the way to go. I saw it. And uh, he uh, he read me the back, the uh, you know, flap. And it was, you know, had the little synopsis on there. It sounded pretty cool. It Didn't bunch- it remind you of something? Uh, so, so remind me, it's about a bunch of kids. Oh, no, no, yeah. You were talking about a bunch of kids who are kidnapped and find themselves in They're this... They're like kid geniuses. Right? Oh, baby geniuses. Yes. No. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, One point for Cooper. <laughs> I said it actually reminded me of an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark that we watched not that long ago called, uh, is it Tale of the Closet Keepers? Where the deaf girl is, uh abducted with a bunch of other kids from around the world and held in like a weird like zoo holding tank for kids in outer space nice and it really reminded me of that from the least the little synopsis that you had read me so far it 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 seems kind of similar to that too um but yeah so far i like it i mean it, i might you know retract on this but i i think it's good the on the back it said it's the scariest stephen king book ever which i i bet every single one says that oh yeah they all say that except for maybe Stand i bet you say that to all the boys yeah it's always yeah. like it's that kind of thing it's like you know hearts in atlantis yeah. the scariest book ever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little women scariest book ever yeah depending on your perspective uh you you guys oh also i need to point out uh yes. johnny is wearing a nick cage fighter t-shirt it's a great tee it's beautiful i think you should take this a is pitch. my nicholas cage shirt uh, you know what? We we can do this. We'll take a picture of me and my Nick Cage uh, shirt. We'll take a picture of uh, Tom with his pierced nip. Mm. Uh, we got to get a glory shot, though. What, what, what would you like a pick of, uh, Big Sniff? 
You hit him on a motorcycle. Ooh. Or can you do that? Maybe we'll have you on a motorcycle. Just in your underwear. Or like, I can't do that. If if he's not on his motorcycle, maybe you could have you like leaning against like a bale of hay with like a piece of straw in your mouth or something. Are we making a calendar? <laughs> yes. All right. We, let's the do it. The short and spooky <laughs> calendar. Let's uh, let's get to work on this. I'm down. We'll try to have it out for 2022. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of get to work, we need to hear your pick of the week. Mine's a film I recently saw, and I am saying film because it's a British film. It's a motion picture. It's a motion picture. A cinema. It's a cinema. It's a flick. It's called A Field in England. Have you guys seen it? Oh, yeah. It's like they like people are like tripping. Like yeah, it's like kind of psychedelic, right? Yeah, psychedelic yeah. and like a cult and mm. trippy as fuck. Please, please elaborate. I, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, go ahead. So you've seen it. Um, well, you know, I don't even fully understand it still. I watched it twice now. But it's basically, I think it takes place during some civil war in England. And they're looking... The, the main character, I guess, is looking for this guy who stole some papers from his master, which is like a, it's like a magician's and magic and shit. It reminds me of like a, a Crowley and stuff like Alistair that. Alistair Crowley. Yeah, that kind of vibe. Like Probably know. my favorite Ozzy Osbourne song, Mr. Crowley. Mr. Crowley's a great song. One of my favorites. I learned the first part of that solo on guitar. Dude, that solo's ripping, bro. It's really good. It's really hard to play. Zach Wilde? No, excuse me. Uh... Oscar Wilde. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Little known fact. Randy Rhodes. Yeah, Randy Rhodes. Yeah, Randy Rhodes. Zach Wilde was also a guitar player for him, though. Yes, Zach Wilde. he's still alive. Zach Wilde took over after Randy Rhodes died for Ozzy's yes. solo stuff. And now he's a black, what was it? Black, black Label? Rebel Motorcycle Yeah, Club? No, black... no, 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 that's Black Label Society. Yes. Yes, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club is a different, that's like a 90s alternative rock band. We don't stand for that. We don't. Anyway, pr- proceed the, um, a field in. England? Yeah, field in England. I don't want to give away too much, but it's really cool and it's really unusual. And if you like trippy, weird movies, I think you'll like it. Cool, cool. Not that's bad. that was our. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. You have to do yours. Uh, so Tom, uh, the your Stephen King book is your pick of the week. All right, and uh, for you, Coop, it is field in England. That's your my pick of the week. week. All right, very good. And, uh, and yours. For me, I'm going to rec- uh, uh, suggest a podcast. Um, mm. That's right. And uh, I've suggested multiple podcasts in the past. I feel like if uh, listeners are listening to this, you guys might like some other stuff. This is actually uh, Topher Grace's podcast. Oh, I've heard good things. Topher. Topher Grace. From that 70s show. That 70s show. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, Venom in Spider-Man, of course. He was in The Black Klansman. Did you guys see him in that, where he was like the Grand Wizard of the KKK? Aliens? Oh, yeah. Or what was that one where they crash land on the planet? Or not crash land, they get thrown on the planet? Thrown on the planet? Or Predators. Yeah, he was in Predators. Predators. My apologies to all the people. Um, Yes. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> uh, Topher Grace is, uh, has a podcast. It's called Minor Adventures. And it, what I really enjoy about this podcast is that it's unlike any other podcast in the sense that um, when the guests come on, they have no idea what is going to be happening. Uh, I feel like every other podcast is like, hey, here's what's happening. Here's the format. You've listened to other episodes. You know what to expect. But in his show, every week they have uh, the guests come on and do something they've never done before. So, mm. like, they had one with... Uh, 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 Pete Holmes, where they came on with a language specialist who came up with like the Dothraki language from Game of Thrones, and they 
together came up with their own language. <laughs> or they had one with Paul Shear where they talked to a dude who was a telemarketer and they each had a competition to see who could like oh, I, do I've a heard tele- about that telemarketing one. one. Sounds or, like a fun cast. Yeah, it's like they have one where the people come on and do lie detector tests. They do like the oh. Myers Briggs tests. They like basically people come on and they do things they are not familiar with. Yeah. They had a uh, Wilmer Valderrama from that 70s show come on with the dude who does the voiceovers for trailers. Who's that? Oh, he was Fez from that 70s show. Oh, Fez. They, like, became friends on that show. Anyway, uh, it's really fun just because, you know, even if you don't know the guest, you don't know what's happening, you just, you know, listen to an episode, it's great because it's completely unpredictable, but it's always very entertaining, and I was kind of on the fence about what I thought about uh, Topher Grace, but, you know, it turns out he's a pretty entertaining dude. So. He's, like, the cool guy on the 70s show, right? No, he's the nerdy Eric character. The main character. He's the main dude. Oh, right. Oh, yes. yes. From, yeah, the Black Klansman, like you yes. said. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. you have... I always liked him. He was dating that chick, and I thought she was just so beautiful. The redhead. Oh, on the show. On the show. Yes. I don't know her name, the actress. What's yeah. it called, the podcast? The podcast is called Minor Adventures with Topher Grace. You and that is that. your what? After you mentioned lie detector test, I've been looking at the at, on my computer recording, and I was like, oh, he's lying right there. Because <laughs> the, the levels the pop up and down. Jumping. I was like, all right, just so you know, you lied during that. Oh, man. <clears throat> okay, so now we're going to do drinking game rules. All right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But first of all, let's talk about the episode that we're doing. No, I don't want to talk about <laughs> Okay, yeah. So we're doing an episode we're doing of a... Fallen Angel. Yeah, so this is the show they were talking about last week. We've that never we... done it before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who found it? Uh, Tom found it on accident. Did you find it? Tom found it on accident because nope. we were we we're looking up Gary Busey uh, <laughs> stuff, and we are like, oh, shit, this dude's been in this other episode. Oh, and he's in one of these. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's an episode of this, and we had never heard of this, and we we're like, "Oh my gosh, this is new episode!" So, new episode alert. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we're doing Fallen Angels. This is the Showtime show that is. Um, it's a uh, show on Showtime show. Sorry. It's a film noir inspired kind of gritty crime focused uh, show. Yeah, and so get out your black coffee and unfiltered cigarettes. That's right, because there's a lot of that in this episode. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, take it away, Coop? Yeah, so as you said, it's Fallen Angels, and the episode is dead end for Delia? Delia. Delia, I not Chris Delia. I kept on... Although he's seen a dead end in his I career. thought, when I when I saw the title initially, before I read like, the Delilah? synopsis, I thought of like it was going to be a black, uh, black... Oh, Black Dahlia? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think that, but when I saw it, I, I read... Immediately, I went to Delilah, and I said, "Hey there, Delilah." Go, okay, he's off the podcast. He's not thinking of the Samson and Delilah biblical story. He's thinking of the. I never heard that story. Really? It's the guy. It's the guy, who, the it's, new it's the guy who was like a some sort of a god kind of no, person, Samson. and he cut his. In yeah. The oh, story of Samson and oh, Delilah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that story. I didn't realize his name was Delilah. All his power his came from his hair. I remember that. I remember and Samson. Then Delilah made him cut his hair. You and I would have bitch. not even needed her we'd to say, have that happen. We'd say, <laughs> well, you know, I would. <laughs> but the thing is. We don't need the added help. <laughs> okay. That's, that's why you know our strength comes from, from within. It comes from your pubic that's hair. Where my hot dog arms Which come you from. never trim. I haven't trimmed my pubic hair since maybe, COVID was invented in a lab. Maybe, the, maybe that's uh, that's where Cooper's power comes from. Yeah, that's right. It's, if we if we like pin him down and shave his pubic hair, it's gonna. Hey, don't make. He's gonna turn into a little shrimpy weakling. Just yeah. like I pierced my nipple last week during a break, we're gonna 
trim Cooper's pubes. No way, Jose. That's uh, I was going to say, you muscles. guys should, because I pierced my nipple, you guys should get little short and spooky. You uh, wanted your nipple pierced. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I, like, I, okay, we said this before. If I, I said this the other week. Coop said this too. If you get a tattoo gun, I will let you tattoo short and spooky or Johnny Junk or whatever you want. I'll let you tattoo me. Yes. No sweat. Like, you go ahead and take as much time as you want. I'm, I'm throwing down the gauntlet right now. If you get a tattoo gun and all that shit, you can tattoo what whatever the fuck. What about needle and ink, like stick and poke? Yeah, stick and poke. We, I've, I've seen Cooper do stick and pokes before. I have done some. I've seen you get them as well. I have had some. I just feel like a stick and poke will take a long time. What if, what if, <laughs> what if yeah, we, we go fund me... Uh, a tattoo gun. Yeah, or just you guys go and get no. like a real basic one done. I'll we'll, do a GoFundMe for like... my stolen car. <laughs> then we'll take the money and we'll spend it on a fucking <laughs> tattoo gun. And then you and can then we'll tattoo me. Horrible tattoo. And then we'll throw the gun in the fire. You know, if anything, we go to um, Ricky's in Alameda. I'm not going to Ricky's. Why are you throwing Actually, shade? you know what? For a shitty tattoo, I'll go there. Yeah, yeah exactly. let's do it. Okay, let's do it. All right. Um, it's but anyway. Like, all I have to say is you could just even do S and S. Or SS. Oh, SS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just okay. go over Cooper well. gets SS. Co- he's going to get huge on his, his neck. His dad disowns <laughs> yeah. him. Oh, um, anyway, let's go to some drinking game rules. Drinking game rules. Uh, let's start with you, Coop. Take it away. I only have one. Well, that's all you need. And it's whenever you hear someone say the word, not dance, but dance. Oh my god, I love that. It drove me completely crazy, uh, but uh, I, I agree with that. Uh, do you want to go next, uh, Tom? Yeah, I have, I have two, but I'll just do one for now. Mm-hmm. Um, my like reoccurring one is uh, every time someone pours a drink, mm. and it's like just there's no ice. It's just like anytime warm, someone like room temperature scotch, which is terrifying. Every me. time someone drinks alcohol, I, I agree with that. Very good. Okay, um, and. Uh, the one I got that's not yet been taken because I had both of those was um, every time they say the name Pat, Pat, because uh, our, our lead character, Gary Oldman, who's mm. in this episode, his name is Pat. Um, I forget what the hell his last name is. They're just like Kelly. Yeah, Pat Kelly. He's uh, an Irish uh, cop, but it's so funny. But he's it's just like, an American guy. Who has... But it's just so funny because they, they're like the way that they say it, it's like. Pat, what's the matter, Pat? Is there something wrong, Pat? Like, Pat, you know, Pat, it, Pat, Pat. Yeah, they say like, his name Within the first 10 minutes, they drop it like 20 times. They do. It's, it's kind of weird. It's very, very heavy. Also, I thought it was weird they brought up his Irish ancestry at all. Constantly. Right? Yeah. At one point, she says, like, you're, you, like, ghastly Irishman. Like, this is going to, like, drive you nuts for the rest of your life or something you, like that. You black Irish. That's what I thought, too. I didn't. I well, that's to put a the thing. CC on. But he's not that. Because a black Irish. It's my father. Well, in my mom's side of the family, black hair and dark eyes. Yeah, my, that's where I get my dark eyes from. Yeah. My beautiful, dark, lizard, alien eyes. Lizard and eyes. And he clearly has, like, strawberry, blonde, light brown hair. So I don't know mm. why she called him that. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves Any here. other drinking game rules you guys want to drop? I have, like, one, you know, like, we have, like, the reoccurring ones, and I have, like, my, like, little bunch ones. Was, uh, uh, so the fake ones? Go ahead. When, <laughs> when, when uh... Proceed. <laughs> Whenever Gary Oldman just one punches people. Oh yeah. Gary, okay. Well, that okay. We'll do that. Every time Gary Oldman out. punches somebody, <laughs> one punches. It's not even like it's Knocks like a someone fight. to he the just, ground with one punch. Police officers that are. <laughs> How about this? Okay. Every time Gary Oldman uh, gets physically violent with someone, a violent because, outburst. Because because that happens a few times. We'll we'll do that because I think there's three or four of those. An aggression. Yes. Yeah. Aggressive Oldman. All right, so uh, listeners at home, please uh, feel free to uh, pick and choose the rules you want. Uh, you know, 
and uh, enjoy, drive safe, and drink safe, and all that good shit. Yeah, drink and drive safe. responsibly. Um, So this is uh, Season 1, Episode 1. This came out on August 1st. Oh, this kicked off the series! Yeah, August 1st, 1993. Yeah, Mm. I think we chose this one specifically because we're like, holy shit, Gary Oldman's one of these shows? Like, I I feel like, uh, you know, the more of these shows that we do, uh, we're always very impressed by the caliber of uh, celebrities. This was jam-packed. Dude, this is star-studded. And I, you oh, know, again, yeah. thank you, Tom. Tom, yeah, thanks, Tom. I'm thank drinking you, off Tom. Of here. I'm fully hard right now. <laughs> I can see. It looks like a little Listeners fireman's helmet. <laughs> All right, why don't you go ahead and uh, take this through <laughs> us, uh, beat by beat? Uh, go ahead, Coop. Well, first of all, we have the intro. Oh yeah, so this is our first uh, one. We okay, so this is a new anthology show, and we have a new. Um, uh, guide our new uh, host, it's a sultry woman. It's a new host, and if you watch this all the way through the end, we find out that her name is Faye Friendly. When did you find that out? At the end, when they're after the credits. No, it's part of the credits. Um, because it'll be like this is the name of all the characters, and, oh, the, and then it'll okay. say and Faye Friendly as the host. Faye Friendly it has to be very breathy. Yeah. It, so the the intro is basically this: it is a woman who is. Drinking, smoking, and putting on stockings, and it's in black and white. It's like that's the it's most. Like, what's all the film noir like checklist? Yeah, that or check on the checklist. No, yeah, the checklist, boxes. Check checklist works. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to hang out with her. Oh yeah, she seems like a. She'd never hang out woman. with me, but I'd like to hang me out with neither. her. Me <laughs> neither. She'd fucking shoot you with a revolver that she pulled <laughs> yeah. out of her boot. Snub nose. Yeah, it's got to be snub. Be a musket. A musket. <laughs> One of the things that I really liked uh, from from her little bit that she's doing is she yeah. goes, um, "One flutter of the eyes will make a man melt like yesterday's ice cream." Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a weird one. It's like yesterday's ice cream. I don't mind melted ice cream too much. Uh, like not like full melted, but like partial. Yeah, but yesterday's. <laughs> not That's just like a warm. Not today's soup. melted ice cream. Yesterday's <laughs> ice cream. It's got a straw. Yeah, well, you know, you could. Mm. Or you could refreeze it. Never the same. No, it's not. Anyway, very spicy intro. <sighs> very spicy, very sexually charged, very... Did she light up a cigarette, yeah? Yeah, it's, it was drinking, smoking, and putting on stockings. That's Which is all what the... I do before the podcast. <laughs> what? Is that why you're wearing those? Yeah. <laughs> it's I have a, a tradition. Note, I have a note from my first watch where I, I thought that she lit the cigarettes from both ends at, at one point. How would you do that? Have you ever lit a cigarette in the dark? Because the old school, man. Oh, on the wrong end? Yeah. You said light, you th- you said well, light the cigarette on both ends. I thought she like, lit on one side, and it was like, oh, wrong side. Oh, and turned it around. It around. Oh, Dude, yeah. back in the day, those Paul Malls had no, you know, the cigarette no filter. No filter. No filter. Smoke on either end. You That's could. why I said it. That's why you said it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, we got the intro. And then tell me if I'm mistaken, but the next thing we see is a dead woman. Yeah, so uh, the episode's called uh, uh, Dead End for Delia, and our first shot is Delia, and uh, basically we find out that uh, this woman has been killed. She's lying in the middle of a uh, alley, alley, and uh, our main character, uh, Pat Kelly... he he shows up to the the scene of the crime, and the other cops who got there before him was like, "Your wife's dead," but they're also like, "You don't want to see this." Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's true. Well, you wouldn't, but she looks. This is the, let me just say that this is the most living looking corpse I've ever seen in I, my life. I wrote down like nobody's rushing to see if they can resuscitate her or anything like well, that. Well, she looks alive. There's not a speck of blood. 
There's no... Well, there's a pool of blood around her. There was? Yeah. Well, what's weird is this, is that the whole intro is in black and white, and then the very first thing that's in color is a dead body. So it yeah. makes the dead body not look so dead. Very muted colors. What do, What would you describe, as a film person yourself, what, what would you describe this like filter that they have on it during the thing? It's like, because it's not black and white. It's sort of like... Uh, it's almost Kind like of a brown. sepia tone? Yeah, sepia yeah. tone. Yeah, yeah. Well, sepia. But also, they do use like a gauze like filter on top of it where it's like whenever they film like certain like uh the women in the show specifically uh the one character lois lois who by the way is jennifer tilly's sister yeah she i when i saw her, Meg I, was tilly. Like, I thought i was like i was like this oh. chick is is this is this jennifer tilly it back when so she was similar. young and hot and she looks exactly you like you know her. i could tell wow. that it wasn't her because she's attractive well no it's smaller <laughs> boobs wait jennifer i'll take tilly. uh i'll take uh i'll take jt if you want to empty I'll take this one, whatever okay, this yeah. one is. Who yeah. can I have? Um, our sloppy seconds. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can have... Uh, Your pick of our sloppy seconds. You can have Wayne Knight, who shows up later. If you want them to actually be pleasured slightly more, definitely take mine. Uh, oh, man. But, um, no, yeah, it, it is weird. So we were introduced to this. Um, our main character, Pat Kelly, who's played uh, by Gary Oldman, uh, we find out that he's been... He's still married to this dead woman, Delia. But they've been separated they've for been, four months. They've been separated for four months, and he's he's there to investigate, hey, this is a dead body or whatever. He's a sergeant for the police department. Yes. He is. And uh, the the police say, hey, uh, the last things that they said uh, that she said to us before she died was, tell Pat I'm sorry, and tell Pat Lois will know. And that's, like, the first, like, clue that sets off Gary Oldman on his, like, little, like, you know, investigation. Interesting. Uh, did they ever say what, like, fictional city this was? I don't no. know, but it felt like it had to be Chicago or New York City. Or, or L.A., yeah. It was, like, it was one of the major metropolitan Maybe. places, I feel like. And the, and the guy that tells him that his wife is dead is so casual. He's like, also, yeah, it's your wife. Aren't She's you dead. supposed to lay a blanket or something or a body bag over the corpse? Because... Her head's just bleh, bleh, flipping around and looking in, in her husband's eyes. And that's when she looks really alive. Oh, yeah. When they're moving, they, they look alive. But she clearly has been dead for at least like six hours or so. Well, not necessarily because... So the cops are there, and by the time the backup cops get there, she's dead. But if she spoke to the cops and was oh. like, here's what's up, then she is freshly dead. Mm. Especially if it's a murder I, of a sergeant's uh, estranged wife, I too. retract. Mm-hmm. Retraction accepted. Okay. So she's fresh, fresh corpse, which is my favorite kind. Um, so then, uh, you know, this is where things start to, the gears start to turn, basically. And we're starting to get the, the, the format or the, the foundation of what's going on in this episode. I don't know if we ever really get a foundation. I, I, the way I feel like this, this episode goes is it, um, you know, we have the Gary Oldman character. He's the hard-boiled detective who's trying to figure out. What does out- that mean? Hard boiled, yeah. It means, it means something... like you put it in water for a little bit, and yeah. like that so shell peels put off. Gary Oldman in the water. It's very, it's like shell. very plain, straightforward. Just like a hard boiled. Like, He's a no nonsense type of guy. It's a, it's a tough exactly motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. And so but, yeah. but anyway, just to finish my sentence real quick, I feel like what, th- what this episode is is a detective who is trying to get to the bottom of this murder. So he goes from point A to point B to point C, and he just is like, every time he goes and does does something, he gets a little bit more information that leads him on. He gets a tip onto the next thing. So as a viewer, you're kind of on this journey with him, and you know that kind of works to the narrative of the story because as a viewer, you only know as much as 
the last person told him. Yeah. It's very linear. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a straight line, but yes, it's But I mean, it's got a it's got a very specific like step by step by step kind of thing where yes. you're you're seeing you're getting bits and pieces. It's like it's deliberate. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um but then yeah, so did you you know what one thing I just had a note of was uh once they're riding in the car and they have the scene where he's talking with his captain He's talking with a fellow... Chief, the police chief, probably. Well, he's right? talking with a fellow uh, investigator because mm-hmm. uh, they're talking about... So let's just kind of real quick kind of get through the characters because um, Pat Kelly, who is the Gary Oldman character, he's talking about another character paid, played by um, Dan Hedura, mm-hmm. who you will know from everything. He's been in... Rookie like, of the Year. He's been a Rookie of the Year. He's been in Buckaroo Banzai. He's been in The Addams Family. He's been in... He's got that butt chin... For butt chins to write. You have no, you mm. know this guy from a million different things. He's got a very distinguished, like this specific look, and he's the one who goes. He's talking about him. He goes. He couldn't find his ass with both hands. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to use that. That's good. Uh, yeah, the, the, I often find my ass with one hand, one finger. Yeah. Um, but prostate. Yeah. He's so he's basically trying to say he wants to get transferred to um, homicide. to homicide because he wants to investigate this murder. Yeah, and so I don't. I don't want to get ahead because I don't want to. Well, just take it step by step, like like step from 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 the cues. <laughs> okay, without getting too far ahead. Like, yeah. so the first step is, hey, Lois said this, so he goes to go see Lois. Yeah. Oh yeah, we skipped that, didn't we? No, we no, didn't no, skip we didn't. anything. That's that's the next step. Oh okay, that's the vodka. Topic. Lois is a looker. Yeah, this is uh, Jennifer Tilly's sister, the actor. Beautiful the actress. Yeah, she, she's a smoke show. She's a smoke show. She's a what? She's a babe. <laughs> Robo babe? She's Broberham Lincoln. <laughs> Broberham Bro- Bro- Lincoln. <laughs> She's probably got a Prince Caspian, too. <laughs> <laughs> she makes a guy want to get a Prince Caspian just to show it off. Just to make it feel better. <laughs> just so she feels yeah. a little more. <laughs> She's like, can you put some Tabasco sauce on that as well? <laughs> She, um, oh God. Okay. I just want to say, Gary Oldman's standing here. He's got his nice baggy suit that they seemed to wear back then. Tilted hat. And the big old fat tie. Yeah, and the hat. And I'm like, you know, I wish I could dress this way today without looking like a fucking weeaboo. I thought about texting our, our group text, like, when we watch this one. Um, and if we all could find, like, like cop slash zoot suit kind of looking things, you know? Well, I want to give a big old middle finger here to uh past generations for ruining this look yeah this look is cool we should have stuck with this look for a while yeah you ever watch like old like highlights of like sports games like everyone has like a, a cap on and suits great. dude that picture of my fucking grandfather at pine tom oh Rod- rodney his name is emmanuel Emmanuel. Uh, so Emmanuel. I forget the I forget which president, but uh, I think yeah. there was I, I for, there was a specific president who was the first person the first time a president took office and swore in to his job as president without wearing a hat. And after that happened, wearing a hat became not a thing anymore. But before that, that, all men wear hats all the time, as they should. And as a couple of Look bald at me men. Tom. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. We, uh, we would hats. be wearing, like, fucking sick-ass fedoras all the and time. And they wouldn't be, like, cringy. They wouldn't be neckbeardy. No. Yeah. Fuck. We, we, we gotta go back. Fuck the president. We have to go back. We need <laughs> Marty McFly to fix things. Oh, buy a DeLorean. Well, all right. 
Go steal DeLorean. Hey, uh, just a fun fact about Back to the Future. Yeah. Uh, before they decided on a uh, DeLorean to travel back in the future, originally in the script, it was a refrigerator. <laughs> but then <laughs> the studio was like, we can't have a bunch of kids putting themselves inside refrigerators <laughs> to travel point. back in time. And how so- would him and Doc... In a Don't even get me started. I have no idea. I'm just saying that, it, like, I I heard Mark, this in an early uh, version of the script. That script went through 40 rewrites. Um, wow. But anyway, Mar- um, Marty would be in the freezer, <laughs> just curled up in a ball. Yeah. <laughs> I knew a girl whose father owned a DeLorean. Really? Yeah. I got to sit in it. It was pretty cool. It's in his garage. Uh, ass gas or grass? What was it? Well. It was all three. <laughs> you smoked a joint. Smoked. Then you gave him ten dollars, and then yeah. he sucked his dick. Yeah. I want. I volunteered for all three. Yeah, he's like, no, kid, you, you don't have to do this. You're like, no, 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 handing him a ten dollar bill and smoking yeah. a joint, blowing so smoke inside of his penis. He's <laughs> blowing bubbles. Dude, do a fucking smoke ring out of your penis, dude. <laughs> all right, I'll see myself out. I was fifteen years old. <laughs> All right. He's at Lois's apartment. Yeah, he goes to Lois's house and uh, she says, "Peter, Peter, where's Brian?" Yeah, okay, it's not Family Guy, but um, no, yes, it's the Jennifer Tilly sister, Lois character, and uh, basically he confronts her. He's like, "Yo, uh, the police said that uh, you would know what this means, basically," and because of her her last words. Yeah, this is because of uh, his uh, Delia's last words. Yes. And uh, the whole time she's talking, uh, she does one of these things, which is like such an old school black and white thing, which is like she changes behind a changing screen. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, this was Showtime. I, the whole time I kept expecting to see tits. Like We almost, we we almost see, see boobs. No, we do see like sort of boobs. I, I went back and, and watched. You definitely see a, a brief breast. You don't see the kern. I think you do see brief kern. Uh, not that I noticed. Also, I didn't, why I would... didn't clock any kern. <laughs> I didn't clock kern either. I might have made some fan fiction. <laughs> a Tom um, sees what he wants. Also, to see. why would they let uh, a detective, or not even detective, uh, a sergeant work on the murder case of his own wife? But didn't did because he, he quit, right? He, well, no, he didn't quit. Not so, yet. so, oh. so what happens is he goes. So he's an established uh, police officer. You know, he's got a lot of credit. He's been doing this, I think, for what 15 years is yeah. what they later say so he's there investigating and uh you know again we're we're watching this to kind of through the lens of his investigations and he's trying to get this information about you know who she's been seeing what's been going on and uh Lo- the lowest character says that uh delia has been seeing a doctor who specializes in feet okay i thought i was hearing things when i heard that why I don't know, because I was like, specializes in feet. What? No, yeah, well, that's the whole thing. Is it's like it's kind of a, um, not necessarily a red herring, but it's kind of like throwing you off the trail of what's really going on at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he goes, okay, uh, that's fine. But one of the things I really liked that uh, Lois says is she has this line where she goes, she was a girl headed for Dune from the day of her birth. And I was like, wow, that's like a pretty, like, noir, like... It's almost obnoxiously so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty it's pretty heavy-handed, but um, we kind of learned that Lois, this this friend of Delia, she really wants to get with Gary Oldman. She finds him incredibly attractive. 
I mean, he's a young Gary Oldman. He's looking good. He does look good. He's got a full head of hair, and he's young. You know, it's not like the uh, Gary Oldman that... I don't know what you guys... Okay, so what would you... What role do you feel like you know Gary Oldman the most from? Because I know him from, obviously... You know, uh, The Fifth Element. Mine's I know him. True Romance. True Romance. Oh, dude, he's so <laughs> good in that with his fucking, like, cap teeth and shit. His dreadlocks. Um, it's like, he's such a good actor. Yeah, he's in The, the Dark Knight and oh, uh, yeah, Leon um, the Professional. That was a great So many great roles. Like He's he, a fucking amazing actor. That's what I'm saying. And, like, like, these anthology shows, like, you know, for the listeners, you guys already know. You guys have uh, gone on this journey with us, and you you know that these big actors can sometimes be doing these episodes. And um, fifth element for me is that what it is? The one that the one that like I was like this guy fucking acts like that scene where he's talking to like whatever the thing is in the like weird like blood thing Black starts coming goo starts dripping down his head but just like Ooh. that aside like his his acting is so fantastic and i'll touch on it later but at the end he does another scene where i'm like this fucking guy is so good it I, is or bram stoker's dracula oh god he's great in bram stoker's so too he's just one of the greats by the way when i was a kid and i remember seeing bram stoker's dracula and there's a scene where he like licks a knife that has somebody's oh, blood on uh, it the shaving razor yeah yeah i tried to do that as a kid with oh, a no. serrated <laughs> knife and i cut my tongue hella bad because i saw it in dracula well, because um, he actually presses the blade against his tongue and i know oh, and i tried to do that brutal. as a fucking stupid 11 year old uh you know that's i'm sorry i fucked my pinky up trying to reenact a horror movie thing as well fuck your pinky up. i can't move the last digit of this pinky anymore I'm trying as hard as I can to move it right now. Here, flick it. Oh, God, they're flicking. I'm flicking um, Cooper's Cooper. bean right now. And it's limp. So, just, and look at look just... at the difference of the... Um, the girth? You see what I mean? Ignore the mole. I can't now. Now you <laughs> pointed that out. <laughs> but no, because when I was a kid, I had a... I was... I stole a steak knife from the janitor at my Hebrew school. So <laughs> what? <laughs> I stole the steak What's knife. What's happening right now? shed. He had a steak knife. I was obsessed with knives. I thought they were really cool, as all kids did. And I was <laughs> not like, from the I was, janitor. <laughs> I was carving on a bench. Why does near your my janitor house. have knives? He had a steak knife. He probably liked all to have janitors a steak do. Once in a while. If they don't, they're he was lying. A good to man. You. <laughs> he used. I don't know what he used it for. But I imagine it was for lunch because it was a steak knife. What, anyway, was he a, a mangled, burned man with uh, <laughs> blades for fingers as yes. well? <laughs> It was Freddy. Oh my god! No, but I um I was carving on a bench, and then I was like playing with the knife, and I thought it was real cool. And then I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna like stab into the." I was like stabbing the bench, and then I remember the cover of a horror movie that I saw where a guy's holding a knife, but he's holding it like upside down. It may have been like I, I'm sure. Yeah, well, someone can tell me where, or maybe even scream. I don't fucking know. Anyway, so I tried that, and I slammed the knife down on the bench. It slid. Oh, your, your finger, yep. And the blade cut deep right there. To the so bone? I think we've both learned Probably. to not imitate horror movies. Yes. The <laughs> hard way. We both, well. we both had a... Yeah. yeah. We were both school of hard knocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the question I have for John is, uh, whose blood were you licking off that knife? <gasps> Don't worry about it. <laughs> John's uh, third sibling that no one's ever heard of. Hey, don't worry about Curtis. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. So yeah, so uh, we basically understand that now. Uh, Pat Kelly 
has this relationship with Delia that it's kind of fraught with not just so good things. Like, obviously, he's been divorced with, uh, from her for four years. Not divorced, just separated, I thought. Four Excuse months me. or four Well, they years? didn't have divorce four back months. in the day. They were married for four years. They were separated right, for right, four right. months. That's and, it. And then the other thing we found out in the scene is that uh, him and Lois might have been an item at some point. Because... I don't think they ever were because later on we find out that she's in love with him. But uh, we get our first flashback, and this is where we hear the word dance. Um, Delia's accent, accent is insane. It's, it's like, like very posh English. I don't know where she's supposed to be from. I think she's English. I, I think she doesn't know where she's from herself. Yeah, this is actress... this the bar flashback? This yeah, is... this is where she... she... She's English. Because I would also explain why she's like, uh-oh, an Irishman. Yeah, because yeah, you know they're the English. I love to dance. I want to dance, but not with an Irish man. <laughs> um, so uh, we cut to Pat. He's now going back to the police force. He wants to be on homicide, but homicide doesn't work. Like the the police chief is like, no, you can't go to homicide. So he quits. He's mm. been on the force for fifteen years. He now quits because he's like, whatever. If you're not going to let me work homicide, I don't want to do it. There goes your pension. And this is when he talks to the Dan Hedura character, and he's like. Yeah, so we just had forensics look at her dead body, and evidently her head was bashed in with a crowbar. Where um, did he hit we, her? We have to go back. Sorry to derail, but we have to go back because there's the scene when he's talking to Lois where, you know, she, like, gives him a drink, uh, and she basically confesses her love to him. Yeah. And, you know, she gives him a hug. She tries going for a kiss. And uh, there's a part where she's like, Everyone loved her. Everyone thought she was so beautiful. And for a second, I was like, oh, man, maybe they had, like, a, a relationship with the two women themselves. Oh. You know, because she's like, possible. everyone Everyone was attracted to her. She seemed and... to be a bit of a hypersexual woman. Yes. And, and it's, okay, whatever. Keep going. So Pat quits the force because they won't let him be a, uh, a homicide detective. Um, mm-hmm. they oh, find... he, she, called the, she called her a tramp. Yeah, 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 she did. After we find out that uh, Delia had her head bashed in with a crowbar, um, the uh, Dan Hedaya, the uh, the police detective, he's like, "Oh yeah, uh, so here's what's next. Here's the next little tip that it's going to send you on your next part." He goes, uh, "So Delia was a dancer at a place called Dreamland, and while she was there, she was dancing with a dude named Helgi. Was it Helgi? Helgi." I, so, sounds like a Swede. I wasn't really sure exactly what was up with it. It was just very distracting, very noticeable when they says Helgi. My yeah. uh, my autocorrect in my notes uh, when I tried to write Helgi, it just went to Hedgy. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I Sonic it, the Hedgehog. <laughs> I wrote Hedgy for the rest of them. Hedgy. That's a cute nickname. That's what your pubes are. Hedgies? Yeah. <laughs> we also find out that this is his second wife? No. I wrote... He's on his second wife, and he seems proud. I think that was a different guy who said that he was on oh, okay. his second wife. A, a different guy said oh, wait, third was, wife was it... or second wife. Yeah. My, oh, I my it... mom is my dad's third wife. Anyway, no one asked. My, my dad, my mom was my dad's third wife, too. Same dad. Uh, 0 for 3, by the way. <laughs> we have the same dad. Yeah. We, we do. We do. We do. The, but you don't have the reptilian blood. I must get it from my mom's side. I'm pure. <laughs> happier <laughs> so after we find out that um there's a guy named helgi we cut to a little yes. flashback that um uh that he has where he remembers uh the first time he ever heard of the name helgi and he's having like breakfast with um delia and she's right. like oh yeah 
there's a rich composer named Helgi, and he loves to dance. Oh, and we, we danced together. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, okay, great. But you can tell he's like, how well, like, pissed off. Yeah. So uh, uh, he goes to see Helgi, this person, and he goes, so what's up, Helgi? Uh, did you talk to my wife? Like, what's going on? And, and this Helgi guy who is like a composer who, who used to dance, right. or excuse me, dance. dance. Um, and he goes, yeah, I was, I was seeing this girl, but I stopped seeing her because uh, she broke a date with me. She wanted to uh, uh, break up with me because she said she was in love with someone and she wanted to settle down. So this yeah. gets them all like bunched, like... He's fired off. up. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I'm assuming they would they slept together at least. Probably, like the, they allude to the fact that she's like a total hoe, like the whole. Pretty time. much everyone a who tramp. brings her up mentions that yeah, she's a tramp, or they're just like you know how she was floozy. Yeah, she was Nothing a woman wrong about that. town. She was sexually liberated. I mean, if she wasn't with her husband, then who cares? Well, well but she was at the time. I so. Think. He follows this Helgi character. The Helgi's like, no, yeah. it wasn't me. There was, like, somebody else. So uh, after he talks to Helgi, he goes back to his house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, excuse me, her house. And this is when we find out uh, that there's already an investigation going on. So yeah. he no longer works for the police department. He goes over there. And this is kind of when we meet Wayne Knight. Oh, great. Wayne Knight, of course, you guys know as Newman from Seinfeld. Um, he's from, uh, Jurassic Park. He's uh, from a he's bunch great. of movies. Yeah. He's from, uh, Indecent Proposal, right? I haven't oh, seen no, that. Me, Fatal Attraction. That's what it was. Oh. So Pat Kelly goes over to, uh, Delia's apartment mm-hmm. and they're trying to find out like as much information as they can. And they're looking around and they find, uh, a, a handkerchief. What is it? It has the initials D-O-C it was on it. Either a handkerchief or some article of clothing. But yeah, was, D-O-C. It's a monogrammed piece of fabric, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And they're like, okay, D-O-C. That's, uh, we waiting, have to, we have to look into this. I was yeah. waiting for Dr. Dre to come out. Say. Yeah, I was banging your wife. It's the motherfucking D-O-E. I was waiting for Dr. Demento. I was waiting for Dr. Uh, Captain Insano. <laughs> it's not From even the water boy? Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. So, and then at this point, do we get our friend? Yes. Wayne Knight shows up Wayne and he's Knight. ready to party. Newman from Seinfeld. He comes in heavy. Like, he's got, he's got the okay. big dick energy at Who the start. Who was he? He was the... In, in this scene. episode? He's he the, the landlord. Th- yeah. Okay. So he's the landlord. Okay. Because I did... That's one thing I didn't catch. I was like, who the fuck... Are you? And why they're, are you they're throwing looking, your weight around? They're looking at her apartment complex, yeah. and they're looking around, and all this du- sudden, this dude's like, uh, "Excuse me, gentlemen, uh, could you please like <laughs> uh, be respectful of like you know the furniture or whatever the fuck it is?" Right. And uh, Gary Oldman's like fucking heated. He's like, "You know what? Why don't you go fuck yourself?" He's like, "You got a four year old." Why don't you tell your four-year-old to scrape your fucking carcass off the fucking street? And he heated. punches his head through a goddamn window. That's a drink, yeah. I think. That's what. That's basically what you're saying. That was that was your drinking game rules of basically being like, Violence. "Hey, well, yeah. I didn't get to mention it earlier, but the the one punch is when we have the initial scene where he just, yeah, I think this happens right now. Same where he, scene where he starts clocking people, but anyway, when he hangs him out the window, it's not even like hanging out the window. He's got like just like his head. He's above. just poking out. Yeah, but I'd still be a. But there's a broken glass. Scared. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's the terrible. glass Nothing. is broken. Um, wouldn't it have been great if this was actually uh, Seinfeld's apartment building? <laughs> 
And this Simon was like, and goes, what is going no, no, on? No, no, no. This is like, you know, Newman's been living there for like 40 years. And what? Newman used to be. Is he just a timeless being? Newman, Newman used to be <laughs> the landlord of this place. Timeless. But then this, this caused him to become like a fucking cuck. And Newman's just, a vampire. Yeah. Oh, big theory. I had that written Gary down. Gary Oldman crossover, Dracula, Seinfeld, Newman. Newman. Um, but yeah, this was this was prime for, as far as like the TV timeline. Th- this was prime Newman being like that wuss fat guy. Oh yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you know in Seinfeld and in kind of just an Jurassic Park character. But he's not really a wuss. I mean, he's pretty like at first he is, and then he just crumbles like a fucking dude. If you had your head punched through a fucking closed glass window, uh, like that's and never happened. On top happened of that, before. Gary, he's an ex cop, but all the cop dudes are like they don't give a fuck. Even though this guy's not a cop anymore, right? But, but they, but he's their friend. I think is the thing. So they're yeah, like, blue, eh, blue line. I didn't say nothing. The I blue... didn't see nothing. Mm-hmm. That's what they're all saying. And then he's like, "Well, this place is all. F- you guys tore it up." And they're like, "No, it was already fucked up." So they're being some crookedy cops here. But, well, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So the reason he shoves his head out the window is he's trying to get some information about where Delia was getting this money from because yeah. he's like, "Oh yeah, she was giving me money in these envelopes." That had uh, the 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 name of Dreamland on the side of the envelope. Mm-hmm. So Doc, whoever the fuck this dude was, was the one who was paying her bills. Yeah. So this kind of sends uh, Gary Oldman on the hunt to find out. Okay, now I get got to get down to Dreamland and find out what's up. So it's like this is what I was saying. It's like you know going from point A to B to C well, to D. Pretty like classic noir style of detective shit. I mean the noir moon. Sorry. The noir movies that I've seen, it's always like follow the lead here, follow the lead here. That's what we were talking about here. earlier, like like yeah. point A, point B, point C. I mean, C. It's, that's I think that's the format of like a noir, especially like a detective style noir, where it's like noir, noir. You you follow the lead here, now you're here, and it's kind of about that you know process or whatever. I don't. Know. That's gonna make easy story writing, script writing. Well, that's probably why they did it. I guess uh, the the this is what kind of what you're talking about. Where should, this is this is the scene, Tom, where you're saying he punches multiple cops. Well, the cop one punch. The cop at first he is one punches like, two different cops. Like he punches yeah. Dan Hedera character, and he's like, "Arrest that guy!" And then another cop like steps up to him, like, "What's up?" And then he immediately gets knocked out too. Dude, yeah. He's, He's like, oh, I missed a punch defense training that day in, in police academy. <laughs> and again, this is the, uh, one of the notes I, I took down uh, just this afternoon in my fifth watch is this all takes place within like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much within. Yeah, it's immediately after the murder. Yeah. Wife murdered. He quits because he can't get uh, like promoted. And then he's still allowed to roll around with his cop guys. He's allowed to go and beat up his cop guys. Well, they try to arrest him, but he fucking bolts. You can't. He's one punch, man. He is in this. He is. And it's just like, of course, they don't give a fuck when he's fucking around, fucking up like a random, an innocent, you know, bystander. But as soon as he punches a cop, it's a big deal. Yeah. Blue line. Yep. Um, blue line. So then, you know, he goes, uh, to, he makes, makes his way to Dreamland, which is uh, a dance joint. It's a strip club, yeah, right? I mean, so, it really is, right? I wanted to bring this earlier, but I didn't want to get too far out of ourselves. Um, as, she's a dancer. Mm-hmm. When we meet the piano guy, I at first was like, oh, Talking she's... Talking about Helgi? Helgi. Hedgy. <laughs> um, so uh, if he's at the club now. He's at Dreamland, and he's interviewing Doc. And he busts in the door most rudely. Um, and this is where I really thought we were going to see boobs. 
I could have sworn I was literally I had the same thought. I was like, okay, this is the moment we're gonna see him. But you you see some nice side profile. I, I swear but you we don't saw. See... I, I think I, I will go on record. You think you saw Nip when he tosses out the shirt? I not thought I noticed, but maybe I will. I just feel like for Showtime, we we would have you know at least like to see a little some more, Hers- right? Some, some Hershey kisses. We were a bit ripped off. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman, and yeah, he tosses her shirt. She fucks <laughs> off, and then he's talking turkey. He wants to know what this guy knows. What's the name of this actor again? He's I don't know a ton of stuff. I've seen him in a bunch of shit. I can't remember who. I don't have actor. the name of his actor. Uh, the actor. I can't even uh, tell you what movies that he's been in. But essentially, we find out that this guy, uh, Doc, is his initials. But he also goes by Doc because uh, once upon a time he was in the military, and uh, his fellow military men called him Doc because he was um, a. a, a doctor of dance they yeah, would, he like, would he teach. would give them dancing tips so yeah. that way they could return from war and dance with their ladies that's that, why Lotus that's said why he specializes in feet yeah he's not literally a foot doctor he's not no. a podiatrist could have been phrased a little better when when he's getting told this information she was keeping but it vague that's the purpose. whole point like you gotta send him on the uh the yeah. the false uh it's a hint yeah. doc, doc does a really good job of de-escalating the situation by the way too yeah there's also another drink because he pours uh some scotch just directly into a glass everybody's mm-hmm. drinking constantly well, um, it was the 50s, I'm guessing, because Doc said the war, so I'm assuming that was World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too, it would have been, Korea would have been too late. Late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. Korea was in the 50s. Um, also, I love how he did uh, did the, uh, the the cigarette, uh, the O. Oh, oh he, yeah. He, he blew he an O, I missed smoke. He, I, I have not Very smoked nice. for over <clears throat> eight plus months in... When he took that like pull up, big pull of scotch and then blew the smoke, I was like, I want a cigarette. If there's something that'll make you want to smoke uh, as an ex-smoker, it's watching something like this, like yeah. a movie where everyone's just or 60s. smoking yeah. inside, and, and they make it look so nice. Yeah, I wonder what they were like back then. You think they were better? No, ciggies. They're probably way harsher, probably. probably. Which is better? Well, my grand, <laughs> yeah, my grandpa smoked <laughs> Paul Malls unfiltered. Lee. Paul Malls filtered, I find brutal. Her up there. Dolan. Other side. The correct side. Dolan McIntyre. Um, well, Doc says uh, that, hey, you know, uh, Delia did come in here and I was talking to her, but I wasn't the person that she was in love with that she's trying to run away with. In fact, she said that she was in love with you, Pat, and mm-hmm. uh, that you were the one that she wanted to quit dancing for. And that you- the, way, the way they talk about... Uh, his wife in front of him, everyone, is so funny. Like, they totally make him like a cuck. Like, they're all like, yeah, of course, she was fucking a babe, and I wanted to bang her. But, you know, as it goes on, we find out that none of them actually, it seems like none of them actually slept with her. I don't know Even though she that. was a tramp. Maybe, maybe. Well, it, I, don't know. I don't think that it matters that she slept around. I think the main thing was, was that regardless of what kind of crazy hijinks she was getting up to she uh, actually in her heart of hearts actually did Still care for him. pat yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh once pat like kind of finds out that actually she was in love with him and she was going to quit the business for him he runs out in the alley and he like falls down on his this, knees this, he, and he falls like, into everything on, he goes he knocks Delia! and like he has a con moment he like when yeah, he, the when wrath he, of con when moment. he like knocks those chairs over when he's leaving 
All of a sudden, his equilibrium is all off. He's knocking <laughs> chairs down. He's slamming. His he's offenses. in the fetal position, crying in the yeah. middle of a fucking. He's incredibly emotional. Uh, what I assume is a piss-soaked alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he does Delia or what? What was it? Delia. Delia. He didn't say it like that at all. No. Not doing. It. I like. So, he doesn't go Delia. He goes Delia. Right. I, I like his acting. This like you, you can see him starting to put the pieces together of. I'll get into this after we find out at the end just now. All so right. so um, just real quick. Okay. So he goes back. He finds out that like he was the one that she was like really in love with. So he goes back to Lois and he's like, what the fuck? Like at work. If all yeah. Place. She's like waiting tables. And like, I love how like, this was a great like scene. blunt he is with the dude outside the door. He's like busy. He holds his gun, gun like right <laughs> through like the circle hole in the door. And yeah. he's like, get the fuck out of here. Motherfucker. She's busy. Yeah. And um, we find out that the reason Lois didn't explain everything to him is because Lois is actually in love with Pat as well. And she's like, I love you. And that's why I didn't want to tell you this because I wanted to, like, try to have, like, an opportunity to be with you. Well, because earlier in the episode, she talks about, you know, he's like, this is devastating to me. And she's like, yeah, this is like four years ago when I had the same feeling about, like, losing someone that I wanted to love or Mm -hmm. was in love with. They probably have a history. That's what I mentioned earlier, but I shot down. In flames. By who? Uh, both of you guys. When? Uh, in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So after uh, Pat starts freaking out in the alley, the next thing that we see is that the uh, a crowbar has been mailed to the chief of police, or excuse me, to Dan Hedera, and he unwraps it. And inside of this like wrapped up paper package, it is the crowbar that was the implement that was used to beat Delia to death along oh with God. a letter. Okay, and I'm sorry. I must have been having a small seizure at this point because I don't remember. <laughs> so, yeah, like, basically... I only watched it once. Not So the murder weapon has been mailed to the police along with a letter that's, like, signed mm-hmm. by Pat. And, it's and that's like, when the narration goes over the, the episode, right? Yeah, so basically what we, uh, as a viewer, come to understand is that... Um, Pat uh, has recorded, excuse me, Pat listens to the record and remember, he, he sits down in his house and he's listening to a record. He's like, their song. Yeah, he's listening to their song. And while he's listening to it, like the viewer's kind of getting caught up with what's going on. And we, there's a bit of um, unreliable narrator type of thing happening where we find out that Pat is the one who killed her. With a crowbar. Yeah, he's in the letter that he wrote, he says... Uh, he was planning to get away with the murder. Um, that's why he wanted to be a homicide detective because he's like, I wanted to see how close you guys were going to get, and I was going to try to get away with it. But once I found out that she was actually interested in me, that's when he started, you know, to like give up on it. And he's like, "Fuck this! I'm just going to go down in a blaze of glory." So he didn't care anymore. He just doesn't give a shit. So he's turning himself into the police. And he says he killed her because he couldn't stand the idea that she would be with someone else besides him, only to find out, ironically, that he was the one that she was giving it all up for. Mm -hmm. So just as the police come in the door, he pulls up a gun, puts it to his fucking bottom of his chin, and blows his head off. And that's the way the episode ends. Sayonara, Mr. Kelly. Mr. Gary Oldman. Mr. Gary Oldman. Yeah, I, I I always think about that, too. I Every time I hear Gary Oldman, I always think of, <laughs> instead of, like, Harry Oldman. 
Seth <laughs> Gary. Well, Alden. it's I had a teacher in elementary school who's who's Miss Altman, which in German is old man. Was he Harry? It was a woman. Okay, she what, was, pretty was she Harry? I don't know about downstairs. Was she a hairy old woman? I wish I knew. Can you was she catch up with her? Maybe I try to look her up, but she's probably much older now. Um, I thought it would have been funny, like when when he's unraveling the crowbar, if it was actually just like a big like Italian sub. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Sir, this came in for you," and he's like, "Oh, oh I sweet. ordered this forty five minutes yeah. ago. What the fuck?" I said, "No problem." <laughs> It was an interesting one. Um, different. His acting during the confrontation with Lois, I thought, was fucking fantastic. Well, I feel like Gary Oldman, you're always going to have the best. If Gary Oldman wasn't the lead in this episode, if it was just like some regular fucking nobody you never heard of, like, yeah. I don't think it really would have uh, carried the same weight. It, it wouldn't have I mean? landed in the slightest. Not at all. Is it time for creepies? Oh, yeah. So uh, for those uh, regular listeners, you guys know we like to rate... With the T, we like to rate hard rate these episodes <laughs> on a score of zero to ten creepy crawlers. Zero being the lowest, ten being the highest. Thank you. Highest. Uh, I'll go first. For creepy crawlers. First episode of this uh, series, which uh, again, also of the actual series, was mm-hmm. I thought pretty much a winner. Um, star power overload. If anything, this was amazing. I love the concept of. I mean, the first time I watched it, I. I knew there was going to be a twist, but the the whole way that it was kind of done up, it was like, oh, he's trying to find this guy who who took his uh, took his wife from him or whatever, and yeah. and then you you know as it go on, you kind of figure out that he he's the one who took his wife's life in in a way that it wasn't not to what he believed, mm-hmm. and. Th- after watching it my second time, it was like, wow, you can tell he's just trying to go through and find some sort of rationale to like to killing her. Because he's like, all right, I'm going to investigate every person involved in her life so I can justify my reason for killing her. And, you know, he doesn't get that. Because he's like, all right, someone must, she must have been cheating on, on me with someone. That way, you know, it's, everything's fine. I'll wipe my hands with it. I'll get on, I'll get on homicide and everything will be fine like that. But no, not the case, Mr. Old Man. <laughs> And uh, I, I liked it. the acting was great. Everything was pretty well done. The the filming. I'm surprised this show didn't get much more um, traction. Traction. Do you guys yeah. know how long it went from? It like basically didn't get two played. seasons. I think what two seasons and oh, it like didn't even get 94. like syndicated or anything on Showtime. I'm pretty sure it, it was hard to find some of these things. But well, that makes sense. long story short, I don't want to go on too long. But um, I'm gonna give this one. There was no cuts, obviously. No. Um, I'm going to give this one a solid 8 out of 10 creepy crawlers. Wow. That's a good score. Not bad, not bad. So you enjoyed this quite a bit. I did. I thought this was really fun. And again, right. 35 minutes, too. A nice, tight episode. I wasn't like doing that thing like we talked before where we were like, God, I'm watching this fucking again. I got 45 minutes left. It was just short enough. You know? And spooky. Enough. Or just long enough. And just spooky. Well, it, was, it was a good size, is what I'll say. It was. It's just the perfect size. It yeah. doesn't hurt. I mean, I won't have any shame about how long it was. <laughs> It's all about how girthy it is. All right. This yeah. episode has some girth. That's 8 out of 10 for the, the trash bin. What about you guys? Who wants to go next? Cooper. All right, I'll go. Um, I, you know, I liked it. Um, obviously, the acting is incredible. Gary Oldman is great at everything he does. I feel like he's great even when if he's not trying. The music, the, the um, cinematography is all really cool. Old school, like film noir style, obviously. Can't go wrong. Very stylistic. Um, 
The story I felt was very coherent and very good, but I wasn't super into it. I don't know if I'm just not a film noir guy or not, but I didn't. I wasn't like thrilled on it. No, no, yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? And it was cool, but I wasn't. You know, it wasn't very spooky. I would say this was more of a what drama? No, a thriller. A thriller. But it was cool. It was good. I'm giving it a 6.5 creepy crawlers. You know, it was definitely really good. And it was, it excelled at everything it tried to do. But on a personal level, I wasn't loving it. So that's a 6.5? 6.5 creepy boys. Very fair. Very fair. Mm. How about Uh, you? Well, um, so this episode, it was tough. I'm not really sure how to, to grade this episode because. Honestly, I called this within the first minute and a half. Really? Like, I knew I that not. he was the killer right off the bat. Interesting. The fact that he kind of had was nonplussed by this immediate murder, and I don't know. For some, for some reason, whenever I watch these shows, I'm constantly watching it uh, through the lens of, did this happen? Who, like, what's going on? I'm always looking for the twist from the get. You know, mm-hmm. so I was like, I think this dude's the killer. And then when it was, I was like, oh, shit, it was. So I really wasn't blown away by the actual narrative of it. <clears throat> In fact, I would probably give it a relatively low score because, um, you know. The, yeah. I guess I would give it like a 4.5 as far as my entertainment of it. Mm. I The whole time I was just like, okay, great. Now it's this. Okay, now it's that. Okay, I already kind of thought this dude was the killer. Now what? Yeah. But the fact that it had a lot of um, – that it was well executed, I have to give it a little credit for that. The fact that it was star-studded, I have to give it at least two points for that. So I guess if I'm going to give this a score, I mean, 90% of the time when I'm grading these episodes, I have to give it a score based upon my enjoyment of it. I guess I'll have to give it a 5.8 out of 10 creepy crawlers. Um, I really wish maybe there was like a really big twist. I guess this was the twist was okay, but I just saw it from a mile away. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give it a 5.80. Creepy crawlers. <laughs> I agree. Um, but I felt you... like it's like sorry. It's like a it's like a painting. It's like that's a really good painting. But personally, it's not for me. That's exactly where I'm coming from. Right? This okay. is not my cup of tea. Yeah. It's not for me. You can respect that it's well done, but yeah, okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. I get that. But don't to your point, both your points. Like I feel like uh, it was executed, like you said, so well to what it wanted to do. It wasn't yeah. trying to. To, to go over the top and be something completely zany. It was like, this is a throwback to uh, a different time period in movies and TV. And I think they just nailed that. Like, I think if, if this was like, if you had shown this to someone in 1950, they would be like, this is contemporary TV. I, I think I'm that's sure exactly they what they wanted to do. Yes, exactly. It, I, I can, but I can also understand why it, doesn't, it didn't appeal completely to us in the, you know, in the, the 2020s. Mm. I guess what I'm saying is if there was no good actors in it, I would give it a 4.5. And if yeah. it was I, yeah, if, if basically the actors the only thing that are bringing it above 5 for me. Um I guess the actors only gave it 0.8. No, I give these actors two points. Oh, cuz it was below yeah. it was below a 5. Yeah, I would not give this a 5 point just because I saw it coming a mile away. It's just not my cup of tea, mm-hmm. but I had a a pretty good time enjoying this. 
Um, yeah. So, I don't know. That's my uh, creepy crawlers. I agree with you. I'm no longer the Ice King anymore, huh? I mean, you are, because you grade good things bad. <laughs> and bad things good. And Well, no. no I'm, just I'm I'm grading uh, bad things bad and good things good. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm good and you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a that was a fun little uh, adventure down this. Well, I'm really ex- not. I'm excited to go. S- I'm excited to see what else uh, this this series has uh, in store for us. I can't yeah. wait to see the uh, Gary Busey episode. Oh, um, okay. I, okay. Are, are they all noir style? They all. That's that's the part and parcel. That that is what the show is. So, so okay. So okay. We'll space them out then a bit. Yeah, might as well. We had a blast. We we checked the new series. If nothing else, it's so fun to check out something new, especially sure. something with some great actors. And I just love Wayne Knight. I love all these actors. I yeah. like. It was great for what it was. I feel like I would have hated it so much more if uh, it didn't have these people. If in it, it had a bunch of bozos that were not couldn't act their way out of a fucking dick. Then I think it would have sucked. I don't know if I could act my way out of it. <laughs> I can hardly whack my way out of it. <laughs> All right. So um, one of the things we've been doing recently is we'd like to uh, call out the episodes uh, for the following week. So uh, mm. since the next pick is mine, I'm going to do a little show that I love, 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 which is Are You Afraid of the Dark? And the episode is... Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to do the theme, and I forgot what the theme was. The episode I'm going to do is called Renegade Virus. Oh, that's very right. topical. To- I was about to say that is, is yeah, topical. but I said it first. Well, I thought it first, so I kind of went. <laughs> so we're the next episode we're going to do is uh, Renegade Virus. It's an episode of Are You for the Dark? Um, and that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Do you guys want to leave our listeners with any la- uh, last words here? No. Um. Don't you dare smoke Pall Malls and drink scotch every day. That's right. Uh, you guys don't like want to be you're a- in a film noir. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we love uh, you, all you <laughs> listeners. Uh, please feel free to smoke and drink as much as you want. Uh, pretend this is a film noir. Uh, take it in, people. And uh, if you guys die. Um, we are hereby not responsible. And uh, make sure that every time you guys uh, ever say the word dance, uh, pronounce it dance. dance. Go ahead and replace that A with an O, and then you are right as rain. Uh, and if you guys want to uh, hit us up, please feel free to uh, tweet at us. Our Twitter handle is at short and spooky. Or if you guys want to write us an email, our email address is short and spooky at gmail.com. Bye. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> Adios.